Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Inner Work Conversation, where today, oh, I'm Nikki Cross, by the way, hello, if you're new here, but today I want to talk to you about the investment that you make in yourself. Um, I am someone with 18 years experience in learning and development, and I am going to be saying some things in today's episode that you might not expect someone who advocates for personal development to be saying. And this is why I think it's important for me to say it, to be honest, um, because it probably goes against the grain a little bit and I'm okay with that. Um, but it's becoming it's becoming very normal, isn't it? You know, you, it's becoming very normal to invest in yourself. It's becoming encouraged very widely. To be honest, it's the new norm. Like if you go back sort of as far as even, even like five years ago, even just buying a book on self-development wasn't really the dumb thing. We're now in the age of online coaches, wellness coaches, life coaches, business coaches. Um, and I know that I am one of them. So in no way, shape and form is this an episode of shade on the um, industry that I personally work in. But as someone who's worked in learning and development for 18 years, I have noticed that there are some important considerations that you should make when you are considering investing in yourself. And I want to share those with you in this episode. Um, and I'm also going to share where this has come from. The main social media channels that I personally use are Instagram, my podcast that you're listening to now, um, and sometimes LinkedIn. And what I've been becoming more and more aware of is the difference between when I launched my business a couple of years ago at the beginning of the pandemic to now in terms of self-investment. When I launched my business, I remember very clearly people almost being like, oh God, you know, is that going to work? Do people actually, is that a thing? Like <laughs> I remember friends and family like, is that even a thing? Do people actually pay to work with people in that way. Now, however, it's widely accepted. It's the norm. In fact, it's becoming a little bit, in my opinion, you're going to get a lot of that in this episode. It's becoming a little bit out of hand and scary in some places, at cases even. Uh, and I think you'll either be able to personally relate to this or you'll know someone who, who this does relate to. Now, I'm not going to what I'm not going to try and do is construct this in a way that sounds put together. I'm just going to clumsily say it. Investing in yourself has become trendy. And I am wanting to be the fun police in this episode <laughs> and on this trend. Um, and before you jump on me, I am very aware that I have put posts out there, probably even podcasts out there that, pre that previously that specifically talk about how investing in yourself is a good thing. And I want to be clear it is. It is a good thing to invest in yourself. But with over 18 years experience in learning and development, I want to give you some tips in doing so. Because what that doesn't mean, when I advocate for invest, investing in yourself with your time, your energy and your financial resources, your money, I want to make sure that you know how to do it. So let me give you some context. When someone gets a consultation call with me to work with me one-to-one, -one, the reason they feel so safe, and it's a comment that I get time after time after time, is because they are not being sold to. Through our chat, which is lovely in and of itself, I am also personally doing a training needs analysis on them or a development needs analysis. It's second nature to me. I am... 
asking them a series of questions to enable me to know what they need and almost be able to, at the end of the course, spit out a prescription of the best next steps for them based on their answers. And it absolutely does not always involve working with me one-to-one -one or even working with me at all, right? So just to be clear on that, if you ever come to a one-to-one -one consultation with me and I ask you a load of questions and at the end, we that call is for us to mutually agree is this good? Is this a good fit? But also it's for me to investigate, is this actually what I think you need? Because one-to-one -one coaching is a big investment of your time, your energy, and your money. And sometimes that's actually not what you require. And so it's really important to me that I stay in integrity with myself during that call, which is why people feel safe on that call with me. I'm gonna throw it back a little bit to move forward here. At the very beginning of my beginning of my learning and development career, I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to work for a large corporate, and they put you through something called a train the trainer. And in that train the trainer, you do all sorts. You <laughs> you have to be filmed at the end of the week, and your colleagues and your bosses come in and critique the session, um, for good reason, right? It's so that it's so that you are you're learning how to train, right? But also you learn theories and you learn models. So like I mentioned before, a trainer needs analysis. That is a theory. You learn something called the 70-20-10 model that I'm gonna to explain to you in this episode. But you also learn how to justify your return on investment to the stakeholders of the business. So let me be clear, when you are a learning and development consultant in any capacity for a business, you are an overhead that does not generate profit. You do not generate revenue. So therefore, the return they're paying you a salary, number one. Number two, anytime you wanna take their employees away from their business to develop them, you are taking basically in their eyes the salary that they're paying that employee, you're taking that away. So there's the salary that they're paying you, the salary that they're paying the employee, and then there's the opportunity cost, uh, lost opportunity cost. So the time you're taking that employee away from their job, whatever's not being done, whatever's not being serviced or whatever money's not being made in the time that you're taking them away, you also have to incorporate that and you have to demonstrate back to the business the return on investment that you are giving them in taking their employees away to develop them. You basically have to justify yourself and your existence. <laughs> That's it. But the reason that I'm telling you all of this is because these solid foundations live inside of me and inside of my business now. So anytime, like right now, yeah, you're you're spending your precious time listening to me talk in this episode. So you can guarantee that I've already considered your return on investment. It's just a given. This is why so many of you come back to this podcast week after week after week because you trust me. You trust that the content that I am giving you has been procured from this place of always considering what is their return on investment right? So anyway, going back to the story, the um, thing that I wanted to, the reason why I told you all of that is the 70-20-10 model that I mentioned. So let's talk about that because I'm going to guide you in a minute through how to know what investment, if you want to invest in yourself, what is the right investment to make? So 70-20-10 model goes like this and you can look it up online if you like, but I'm going to tell you about it really quickly. 70-20-10, 70% of your learning, typically, 
will come from experiential learning. So that's basically you going out into the world and figuring it out, right? 20% of your learning comes through observing others, learning through others, shadowing others, mimicking others, being shadowed by others, getting feedback from others, right? And then 10% is formal training, formal learning, which could come in the form of a program, a course, a YouTube video, a book, yeah? Your classroom-based training, okay? So 70%, 20%, 10%. 70% experiential learning, 20% learning through others, 10% formal learning. And what I can see is one of the dangers right now in the industry that I work in is this huge shift I'm seeing. It's, it, it's the lack of integration that pisses me off. I wasn't going to say pisses me off. I was just going to say something lighter, but pisses me off came out. Um, and so I'm going to go with that because uh, it does get me fired up. And here's why. The lack of integration is being pushed because the amount of self-investment in the form of courses, programs, membership, coaching that is being pushed, it it sort of misses out the part of the, the most important bit, the 70%, the experiential learning. And I know that you might be listening to this thinking, but Nikki, hello, you have these things. You push these things. You have coaching. You have a membership. You have a space where people can learn in groups. And yes, if you work with me, you will also know the biggest thing that I bang on about is integration. I actually tell my clients, I look them dead in the eye and I say, you are wasting your money if you aren't applying what you're learning. If you're coming to me, even if you're not, even if you're not paying to work with me, let's say you're just listening to this podcast right now, right? You are wasting your time if you're listening to me without the intention of reflecting on what I'm saying and thinking, do I agree with that or not? Does this serve me? How? How can I embed what, if I agree with what she's saying, how can I apply this to my life and, and to my business or in business? If I disagree with what she's saying, if I think she's full of shit, how can I take the lesson from that? You know, I'm not ever asking you to come to this podcast and agree with everything that I say. I don't even agree with everything that I say sometimes. I, I imagine that if I go back and listen to the first 20 episodes of the Inner Work Conversation, I can, I imagine I can pick things out that I've said that I'm like, oh, I don't really know if I agree with that anymore. That's fine. But it doesn't mean that I can't engage in something and still take away learning for myself. And that's what I mean about integration. For me, the value that I add and my reputation, um, my legacy is much higher priority than the money that I make. And this isn't just because, I, like I, of, of course I run a business, I prioritize making money, of course I do, but it's easy for me to make money. And that's not me being boastful or arrogant, it just is, um, I'm good at what I do and so, I'm telling you this because I don't prioritize getting a quick book over my legacy. I don't prioritize um, selling for you to come and be coached by me or for you to come and join Thrive Together over my legacy, over my reputation, over my intention of creating, you know that my word of this year is impact, my intention of creating an impact in your life and in your business. Anyway, back to the point, the dangers. Everywhere you look right now, 
It's about investing in yourself. There's no denying it. It's trendy. You only have to look around and see people talking about their personal development journey. I'm investing in myself, personal development, personal development. And of course, this is the inner work conversation. So yeah, I fucking support your personal development. But as I look back on my own training, I think the more easily available it's becoming to invest in yourself, the more we're losing the ability to see that the best, what the best investment would actually be. You know, we're being, basically what I'm saying is we're being told, we're being sold to by people who we know, like, and trust. We're being influenced by them and then we're being prescribed without actually having any dialogue what the best investment for us is. And that's the bit that if I'm not able to have a conversation with you, I want you to know how to do a training needs analysis on yourself in order to know what the right investment is for you. And because that's the thing, like I don't want personal development to become just a thing that you do. You know, like when you buy a gym pass and immediately it feels like you're doing something because you can see the direct debit going out your bank every month. But <laughs> if you don't actually do something, it's a fucking waste of time. You're kidding yourself, you know? And I used to say, I still say this to be fair, I could lock you in a room for six months with the exact learning that you need alongside your basic living requirements and you might learn, but you won't actually develop, right? You might learn, yes, but you won't actually develop and that's because in that scenario, you're only getting that 10% that I talked about earlier. You need the 70 and the 20. You need the experiential learning when you go out, try, fail, get back up again. You need that 20% where you get feedback from others. You, you, you get shadowed from others. You get feedback and coaching from others. You need to actually integrate rather than just learn and consume. And I personally see it in my own clients, right? Um, in the past when they've bought a program after program after program and they don't get the results that they wanted to, and, they, and they've got the audacity to blame, point the finger and blame the person who sold them the, co the course or the program. But they haven't actually realized that they are not doing two things. Number one, they're not integrating. And number two, they're not trusting their own inner wisdom, but instead they just keep outsourcing it to content creators, right? They just keep buying more on courses, more programs, more books, more memberships in the hope that it will give them what they're looking for. So can you see here, me as a business owner of a, develop, a personal development company, I am taking my 50% responsibility for you making sure that what I produce is giving you a return on your investment. But can you also see that that is also your 50% responsibility too? If you're gonna hand over your time, your energy or your money to someone in, in, the, in the name of your personal development, you also have to take ownership of the return on that investment. And I can personally say, there'll be one-to-one -one clients of mine listening who will be nodding because they, when they have reached the end of their journey with me and we're discussing their next steps and therefore it's easy money for me to make, right? If I, I know many coaches who just, they get the um, client to the end of their coaching container and then they allow them to sort of roll, roll on monthly. I persuade my clients not to do that. I've, I actually recommend that they stop. They don't buy any more coaching from me and instead they just go away and have a period of integration. They take time away from having a one-to-one -one coach 
and they integrate what they have learned about themselves before extending. This is how important it is to me. I leave money on the table. So let me share some tips with you. Otherwise, this episode is going to go from helping to a rant. <laughs> and it's already been a bit of a rant. So hopefully that sets the context. It sets the scene, right? First thing I mentioned earlier. So we've already covered the 70-20-10 model. And then the second thing I wanted to give you this episode is how to do a training needs analysis on yourself. I prefer to say a development needs analysis. Um, whatever. Here's how. You ask yourself these questions, get a pen, right? You ask yourself, where do I want to be? Number two, where am I now? Number three, what gaps in my knowledge, my skills, my behavior need to change for me to bridge the gap between where I am and where I want to be? That is literally a very simple version of a training needs analysis. And yeah, of course, it's more complex than this because... And as an experienced L&D expert, sometimes I can see that there's way more investigation that people need. For example, let me just give you an example here. Sometimes when I'm on a consultation call with my clients, I can actually see that some of the questions that I need to ask them aren't about where are they now, where do they want to be, and what's the gap. I can actually see, for example, it's maybe it's things that they need to unlearn, but that's where we start. We look at what what we want, both in your inner world and in your outer world. And what we're looking for is based on the options, what is going to be the highest value investment option for you? That doesn't mean, <laughs> let me be clear, that does not mean the highest price. It's the highest value. So it requires you to ask yourself, what is going to help me to catapult myself to where I want to be, do or have? What's going to help me to catapult myself there the most? And sometimes if that's deep behavioral or cultural change, then yeah, coaching is perfect. But other times, sometimes it's just a knowledge gap that you can fucking Google, right? Don't get me wrong, coaches, courses, programs, they all have their place and they all have their potential to shorten the time it takes to achieve what you want. We all know this, right? If there's a person out there who has achieved what you want to achieve, and let's say you want to be the best tulip grower, right? You want to be the best tulip flower grower in the whole world. And there's someone who has successfully developed a meadow of tulips, if that's how you call it, I don't know. And you buy their course. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna catapult yourself into that learning. Yeah, I don't know what that noise was on my laptop. Let's ignore that happened. So I'm saying there's a place for these things, but A, that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do because there is riches in the journey. There are riches in your failures, your rejection and your learning, right? So just because there is a course on how to plant the best tulips in the world, that doesn't necessarily mean you should buy it because maybe you learning by experience is the is the best way for you. And, and B, it has to be appropriate, used appropriately. You have to do a personal development assessment. And, and if you're with me, if you're speaking to me, I will assess where you are and I will make a best recommendation to you and I will not waste your time or your money and I will not waste my own. Sometimes the best investment that you can make in yourself is not more learning, but sometimes it's just taking scary action. Sometimes you just need someone to say, oh, actually, you don't need this course or program. You just need to do that thing that you're avoiding. 
And yeah, maybe you need some, I don't know, maybe you need some coaching or some therapy in order to help you through the barrier that is preventing you from taking the scary action. But gaining that experiential learning, figuring out what you don't know, spotting where you're getting stuck and then saying, okay, now I know what I don't know and I know where I want to be. Now I can figure out where to make my best investment. But the important point here, prepare to feel called out, strap yourselves in. Notice how sometimes investing in yourself can be an easy way to feel good without taking action. And that doesn't always feel good. Taking action enables you to see like, oh look, there are things I don't know. Perhaps I should look, perhaps I should buy a book or a course or watch that YouTube video. Oh look, there are skills that maybe I'm not very good at. Maybe I should hire someone um, to teach or guide or shadow me. Oh look, there's actually a thought or behavior pattern or a shitty thought loop that I keep getting stuck in that's stopping me from being able to make progress. Maybe I should look at working at a co with a coach who will help hold a mirror up to me and reflect back to me what I can't or what I would rather not see. It's so easy to want to grasp onto courses and programs and books. It's so easy to want to reach outside of yourself for the answers but sometimes that's not always what you need it's not always about the how it's not always about what that other person has done or the thing that they're now packaging up and selling to you it's not always about that because what's worked for them might not actually work for you and I'm not bashing how-to style programs here at all I've bought many myself but clearly the thing that they're designed to do is show you the particular method or the particular way of doing things that that person who's created it has had success from. And my point to you is, just because that's true for them doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna work for you. And it also doesn't mean that that's necessarily the right way for you to learn how to do that thing either. And I wanna just be really, really clear before we go any further. No one in my industry is trying to diddle you. I have not met anyone in the coaching industry, in the personal development industry, who is trying to deceive you, wangle. There, of course, there are practices that I don't personally agree with. Methods of selling, dropping into people's DMs and selling. I don't, there are things that I don't do and I don't necessarily agree with them, but I don't, I inherently don't think that there is anyone in my industry who has a bad agenda. I want to say that because like I said earlier on in the episode, it's a mutual responsibility to make sure that you're investing your time, your money in the appropriate places. But but in saying all of that, what I'm what I'm not saying is that there are people in my industry out there intentionally trying to take your money and grab all the money and not give a shit about the people or their development. I don't see that. Personally, I don't see that, right? So anyway, moving on from that point. What I'm saying is, yes, invest in yourself. Yes, pour into yourself. Yes, put yourself as your highest priority. But please recognize that this doesn't mean that you have to do it in the ways that you're being sold to do it to. Notice how much you're being influenced online. Notice where, like, do that training needs. It's very simple. Do that training needs analysis on yourself. And notice when you get those the answers to those questions, is it through that 70%, that 20% or that 10% where you actually need to be investing in yourself? For me, I'll never stop investing in myself. I'll forever be pouring my time, my money, my energy into myself. But I am at a place in my own life and in my own L&D career where I realize investing in yourself doesn't always look like personal development. What if investing in yourself means upgrading the platform that your website sits on? What if investing in yourself looks like outsourcing something 
What if investing in yourself looks like getting a cleaner so that you can have more time freedom? What if investing in yourself looks like delegation, hiring, outsourcing something to someone? It doesn't, it goes back to that training needs analysis. Be clear on what you desire and diagnose it for yourself or speak to a professional who can help you diagnose what it is that you need rather than just consuming more. Move forward intentionally. Make investment choices with what you feel like and you think logically will be good for you, appropriate for you, not just in the content, but in the method of delivery, right? Not not just by being influenced by someone online. So anyway, let's wrap this episode up here. If you're noticing about yourself that you want to be, do or have something that is different to where you're at now, I am asking you today to start with a development needs analysis. That's where I want you to start and also assess what can you do where you're at right now, just as you are, without going out and buying a a new book or a course or a program or a journal, I see you. (laughs) Because so many of us, we actually have, in asking ourselves those questions, where am I at now, where do I wanna be and what do I need to bridge that gap? Actually, what you'll realize is you have enough where you're at right now to take the first step, just the first one. You don't even need that new book or journal, I see you. Just look at where you're at Ask yourself those questions and look at what resources you have right now at your fingertips, both within yourself and literally at your fingertips. I mean, like the internet, come on, think about it. So let me give you an example just to wrap the episode up. Let's say you wanna be amazing at Tai Chi, but you're sat there like, oh, the nearest workshop is an hour away. Get yourself on YouTube and practice. I've just finished a book and in that, um, I can't remember where it was, but it was in the book called the one thing and anyway in there he said something like a black belt in karate is just a person who's mastered the basics of a white belt or something like that and it basically what I'm saying here is if mastery is a practice all you need to do is start it's the mastery and the practice where you figure out what the best next steps are for you good learning and development is about getting a great return on investment for your investment That's actually where I want to start wrapping the episode up. I have worked in businesses on a monthly basis. Like I said earlier, you have to justify your return on investment to stakeholders as in. And the point is, if you've been listening to this episode today and can identify that some or all of the points apply to you, great. Now it's time for you to get really real with yourself, treat yourself and your fucking time with the respect that it deserves. Your time deserves respect. Your energy deserves respect. Your financial investments in yourself deserve respect. Even if you're listening to this episode, I am always asking myself, how are my listeners getting a return on their investment of their time? It's not always as clear cut and it's not always an instant payoff, right? This episode might just spark or change or make one small difference in your thinking that doesn't actually impact your life till six months on or it might just make you feel more empowered and therefore from that feeling place you'll make more empowered investment decisions and therefore will impact on your finances and the outcomes that you get my point is it's not always easy to measure but there is always a return And I'm laboring on this point, I'm telling you this, so that you can adopt this mindset too. You can be sat on the other side of this microphone with your headphones thinking, oh yeah, my time is important, my energy is important, my financial resources are all so important, so are my dreams and personal goals. I need to take a good hard look at myself, look at where I'm grabbing on that 10%, where I'm filling myself up with courses and Instagram quotes and 
books and programs and I need to call myself out on where I could be stepping into my own growth through experiential learning, where I could be trying and failing and getting input and getting feedback and then I can look at where my best investment will be. So one last thing before I go, I've talked a lot in this episode around the considerations you should make when it comes to investing in yourself but one of the things that I want to find, like finish with is when you get quiet, when you become still and you can hear yourself, really deeply hear yourself, how can you lean into your own trust in what you might need? And sometimes it's sort of against what we want because we want to learn quickly, we want to make progress quickly, but sometimes the best learning is for you to fail and get it wrong. Sometimes that's perfect, right? (laughs) This doesn't feel it, but sometimes it is. And sometimes your preference of learning goes against what might be perfect for you. So you'll see this come up time after time if you keep investing in the how-to, but actually there's deeper learning for you to do. Let, let me give you an example of that. Maybe, you're keep, maybe you keep investing in how to lose a stone and you've invested in all these different methods and diets and programs, but actually nothing's ever working. Maybe that's a, a reflection that your preferences for learning, i.e. get there as quickly as I can, you're prioritising that over the learning that would actually be perfect for you, which is maybe doing a bit of a bit deeper work, a bit of self-reflection, a bit of getting still, maybe hiring a coach and figuring out what's going on inside of you that might be a little bit deeper than the 10 steps how to, you know? Um, so on that, I want to encourage you to listen to yourself. I want to encourage you to listen to your inner knowing. I want to help you to see that sometimes... It is a good thing not to be influenced and not to keep consuming, but instead to step back and look at where you could be integrating more, look at where you could be applying the lessons that you're learning into your life and into your business. And also giving yourself time and space to just live. It doesn't, you know, investing in yourself doesn't have to be a pursuit that you're constantly doing at every given stage of your life, every single day. Things, your life isn't a personal development project. You are always growing whether you're working on yourself or not. And I really hope that I've got that across in this episode because you're not a project. You're not something to be worked on. You are always going to be growing whether you're doing the work or not, in inverted commas, right? So please take this episode as a gentle and loving reminder that yes, the inner work is really important, but it's important that we treat any any program any course any coaches even any online content appropriately and respect your own inner knowing so with that i'll finish the episode there i hope that you're having a great day please never forget i am always cheering you on and i hope you're cheering you on too Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.